TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to the Two Guys in a Mic Show. TalkZone.com. We're joining you here on a beautiful Friday, a football Friday on the TalkZone. There's not many football Fridays left in the year, quite frankly, down to the final couple. we got four big NFL playoff games this weekend. We could even shoot in the national championship game. Little uh, Oregon and Auburn, and actually not a bad game tonight. LSU taking on Texas, A of the M. It's the TalkZone.com. Two Guys in a Mic. We're off and running. Or at the very least, into a mild job. David Olson is giving me the thumbs up sign. That either means A, that my contract has been re-upped at 15%, B, that I get uh, a couple of days off next week, or C, that the big dog is, in fact, on the line with us. I'm going to guess that A and B are not true. So I'm going to welcome in my good partner, the big dog, Joel Radwanski. David Olson's also got a digit up for you, big dog, but it's not his thumb. Uh, well, Coach, I hate to disappoint <laughs> you, but, yeah, you, you didn't get that 15% raise, and, unfortunately, you're going to have to work all five days next week, yeah, possibly well, even six or seven. Too bad you can't see us on the live webcast, big dog, because you are indeed right now number one. Oh, I do appreciate that, Coach. <laughs> Now, oh. uh, as a matter of fact, you might have to actually uh, work on winning Wednesdays next week also. Really? Yes, I hate to tell you, they've been losing the last couple of weeks. So I might be like uh, co-hosting a special guest on our award-winning show, Winning Wednesdays, which, again, I think is, is being broadcast on Tuesdays now. I'm not exactly sure if they've rescheduled that. <laughs> winning Wednesdays on Tuesdays with a rebroadcast every Saturday and Sunday here on the TalkZone.com. It's outstanding. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, Jim Harbaugh just got another job offer. I believe Barack Obama has offered him a job as the ambassador to South Korea. Well, the only reason why is because he did spend some time in the city of Chicago as the Bears' starting quarterback, because that is the first prerequisite That's... in order to get into the candidate is if you've actually served in Chicago. I, I don't know if it's the first, but it's right up there. Now that he's uh, turned down the Miami Dolphin deal, or Miami have turned down him, he's open for other jobs. Apparently everybody wants to hire Jim Harbaugh. There's also a Rumor, apparently, that uh, Jim Harbaugh and Scarlett Johansson will be starring in a uh, uh, soon-to-be-released movie about a football coach whose life has gone bad. A fictional, fictional movie. I believe it's called The Rich Rodriguez Story. Isn't it? Uh, the Cardinal Red is a little bit, looks kind of like Scarlet Red. Wow. You're talking, you are inferring to the fact that uh, Andrew Luck, the senior quarterback, the odds-on, not even odds-on, the... Uh, What's he he was going to strong... go number one coach. Let's just, the Dequan yeah. Bowers was not going to be taken ahead of Andrew uh, Luck. Who? Exactly. Equan Bowers? Yep. I thought Equan Bowers was... Uh... Equan Bowers. Well, who, what team does he play? I thought that was a rare uh, disease you get over in uh, southeastern countries. Uh, yeah, it's, it's huge in southeastern Asia, coach. Yeah. Who is yeah, Equan? But... Now, you got my... Equan Bowers might be the number Equan. one pick in the whole draft. Well, he will be now that uh, Andrew Luck. Who is he? He's the defensive end for Clemson, coach. Love the Equan Bowers. Oh, Dequan Tremendous Bowers. player. I've, what is it, Dequan? 
Yeah. I think his ability to get to the quarterback is outstanding. He's relentless. His uh, story has been a tremendous one as he's improved each and every year since his freshman year, and I think he's going to be a great pass rusher in the NFL. What teams he play for again? Clemson. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So, so Andrew Luck's decision to stay at Stanford, the number one overall pick. There's still a word that's eluding me. He's not the unanimous, not the odds on. There's a better word for that. Consensus. consensus. Yeah, even a better one. But we'll go with that. The consensus number one pick, millions and millions of dollars. Big dog. He turns it down to complete his degree at Stanford. This kid's almost too good to be true. Yeah, without question. I mean, they, they get, he's going to go back for his uh, architectural engineering degree. Yep. Uh, you know, he, he says he's loving his, his time at, at Stanford, you know, and, and it's not like the money was going to get next, last year, like Stan Bradford got 50 million guaranteed. He's going to get around $35 million guaranteed, you know, yeah. so why Peanuts. just jump at the money? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now yeah, he will, no he'll get some kind of insurance policy, certainly. Uh, I don't know, is Lloyd's of London still in business? You don't hear much about Lloyd's uh, of London anymore. It might be Blue Cross Blue Shield, but he'll have some kind of insurance program. Yeah, it, it, it's something along those lines, coach. Okay. I think I think I think Lloyd got fired. It might not be Lloyd's of London anymore. I think it's uh, Horatio of London. Or it could have been Lords of London too. Apparently, is it, was it Lords or Lloyd's? Yes, I'm pretty sure it was Lords of London. <laughs> but he will, big dog. For those that are worried about the future of Andrew Luck, will he not? There'll be some insurance policy where if he does suffer any kind of long-term injury, Andrew Luck and his architectural engineering degree will be fully taken care of. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know if he's going to get $35 million worth of insurance, but, uh, yeah, I, he's definitely going to get uh, an insurance policy. And I'm without question rooting for this kid to come back, win the Heisman Trophy next year, mm-hmm. have a phenomenal senior season, and be the number one pick next year because uh, I, I really appreciate when people don't just jump at the money and they actually do what they figure is going to make them happy mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and it's best for them. And, and maybe he didn't want to play for the Carolina Panthers. I mean, do you blame them, Coach? I mean, John Fox, their coach got fired. You don't know who's going to be the coach over there. Mm-hmm. They have no receivers. I mean, zero. We were talking about that uh, two days ago. We are talking about David Clowney and, and Brandon LaFella, their top two receivers. You know, so maybe it's like, you know, come back to Stanford, have mm-hmm. a great senior year. You know, his fourth year there, technically, he'll still be a junior. So if he wanted to, he can come back yeah. again next year, the year after. There so, is a uh, there's a rumor that Stephen Smith is going to be released from the assisted living facility in May, come back as the lead receiver for the Carolina Panther next year. There's nothing like an old slow midget receiver coach. Apparently he's walking much much better. He wasn't a midget receiver when he played the Bears in the playoffs three four years ago. No, yeah, five yeah. foot eight and a half, and he was Oof. the biggest guy in the field. Yep, unbelievable. Yep, very little adjustments for the Bears. Do was that Ron Rivera coaching the defense back there? Yeah, when, it was. It was. That was that yeah. was the old five playoff coach. Yeah, that was that was not one of his better efforts. The only adjustment made defensively in that game, I think, was Ron Rivera went to his groin once in the mid third quarter. It was a pitiful defensive performance. But that's a long time in the horizon, big dog, or in the past, I should say. And as Mike Ditka, our fine coach here in Chicago, would say, the past is for cowards and losers. We, big dog, here on the two guys in a mic show, we look ahead. We're visionaries. I expect you, and matter of fact, you expect it of yourself, because yeah. You're pretty much uh, guaranteed three out of four NFL picks today in our Beat the Schmoes football picks. We got playoff football this weekend, my friend. Oh, I, I can't wait. You're going to have to do the picks first and tell me the line on each one of them, Coach, because I don't know the specific line, but I, I do know who I'm going to pick in each game. Yeah, well, we've got the lines. I'm, I'm just amazed how confident you are without even knowing the uh, the betting line. You're just you're going with the Joe Crispino, the Duke factor. Just pick the winner. 
that, that's basically what I'm going to be doing, Coach. Okay. And I assume most of the uh, – I'm pretty – I think I know who's going to be the favorite and uh, and underdog in each one of the games, but I don't think it's going to matter too much. By the way, it just came days. across a little scroll across the board while you were talking. The Illinois Lottery has offered the head job to uh, Jim Harbaugh to conduct the Illinois Lottery. Apparently they want him to. Doesn't that typically go to a woman with a skirt? He, he's hot. Right now, Jim Harbaugh, you know, what can I tell you? He's getting well, offers from hot, everywhere. Okay. Everybody wants Jim Harbaugh. What can I tell you? 888-463-6748. That's uh, not the home phone number for Jim Harbaugh. That's our phone number here at the two guys at a mic show. You can dial it up, talk some sports and more with the coach of the big dog with you up until 11 o'clock, five days a week, an hour a day, five in total. Big dog, I'm still shocked that they allow us that many hours on public internet radio. Uh, you know, it's been going on for years, Coach. You know, it's, we were once on radio and yeah. on the Internet, and now we're just on the Internet. Eventually, mm-hmm. one day, we'll only be podcasted. <laughs> we're working our way down, huh? Yes, we are, Coach. From so, podcasts, yeah. we'll go to, like, uh, some kind of obscure blog. And then what's what's the step down from a uh, seldom-written blog? What? Well, we'll just be we'll, you'll just be able to see us in text messages. Yeah, it's not bad. We'll have to actually read the show. Yeah, we'll just fade away into the limelight. Big Dog and the Coach, remember us. Maybe Jim Harbaugh could star in that movie, too. Well, if he was involved, it would definitely be a success. Yeah, if he shaved his head, a bald Jim Harbaugh would not, could definitely play the part of you. Oh, you think so? Yeah. We've got the same nose, he's got blue eyes, he's uh-huh. got the chin. Yeah. yeah. So maybe I can play, if I can grow some hair, I can be the yeah. Jim Harbaugh on the Jim Harbaugh story. We'd have to p- so puff Harbaugh up a little bit, but I think he could play you. Now we just got to find some over-the-hill actor that could play my part. Maybe like James Conn. Oh, that's not bad, Coach. I yeah. think Jimmy Conn can play you. Yeah. Or who else has been, uh, people have told me I look like uh, uh, Woody, Woody Harrelson. You do look like Woody Harrelson, Thank Coach. You. I would so, be honored to have Woody Harrelson play my part. So in about in about 20 years, you know, when I finally make it, when there's a Luna commercial that I that I tried out for yesterday finally yep. gets aired, uh-huh. uh, well, yeah, Woody Harrelson's playing you, Coach. Okay. All right. Woody Harrelson's starting to look a little shaky right now. I, you know, I, I wouldn't mind having him play me now 20 years from now. I'm not sure Woody's still going to be with us, quite frankly. Uh, Last couple of movies, he hasn't looked so good. I mean, he's they're actually really good, though, Coach. The movies? Yeah, well, yeah he the, might not look good, but yeah, yeah exactly. The movies, like the, the Messenger, I saw that one. Woody looked like he aged. That. He aged about twenty years in that one. I haven't seen that. What's the, that one's about? About Joan of Arc or something like that? That one is not about Joan of Arc. That's him and um, another military guy, and their job is to knock on the doors of the parents. Oh yeah. Of the military personnel that are deceased. It's yeah, not not a great movie. An, an interesting, but not certainly not a. Four star, David Olson. What would you give it about? Two and a half. Yeah, yeah, I did, did two and a half out of four. Yeah, yeah. movie critic David Olson. How about Country Strong debuting this weekend? I'm a big country music fan, not a big Quentin Paltrow fan. So do I go see the movie or? Roger Ebert said it would be a wonderful movie if it was made in 1957. It says it's got that kind of feel to it that it's. It, like, doesn't fit in today's modern times. Okay. All right. Big Dog, you a, uh, would you star opposite Gwyneth Paltrow if Jim Harbaugh turned down the job? Would, would they actually pay me? Uh, of course they would. Oh, yes, I would do it. A right. yeah. couple love scenes along with it as well. 
Well, just as long as, you know, there was like something between us, Coach. I don't want to get anywhere near Gwyneth Paltrow. I think she, she looks contagious. Like, yeah, yeah. Actually, the, the love scenes are with you and Jake Gillenall. I think Gwyneth Paltrow is simply looking on. I just can't quit you, Jake. <laughs> Before we get too far away from Woody Harrelson, yes. check out Zombieland. Uh-oh. Great movie. Good movie? Yeah. Never heard of it. Is that with Ben Stiller? No, no, oh, no. It's, it's Woody Harrelson. It's uh, Jesse Eisenberg, the guy from uh, sure. He's everywhere Social Media. Yeah, everywhere. Um. Uh, the little girl from Little Miss Sunshine kind of growed up. Okay. And probably the best cameo ever by Bill Murray. <laughs> Came out That's of all he does now, isn't it? Bill Murray just shows up, makes his million bucks, acts for like two days, which is a minute and a half of the movie, and he leaves. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But the, this movie came out uh, maybe 18 months ago. Okay. So it should be, it actually should be hitting cable. Comedy or already. drama? A uh, little of both. Zombieland. Zombieland. See, yeah. a name alone, I probably didn't even bother to check it out. Is Jesse Eisenberg the dude from Machete? Is he a... The, uh, he looks he, exactly like the, the the person he plays, Mark Zuckerberg, in that Facebook. Uh, he, oh, social he looks just movie. like Michael Sarah. The yep. two of them could be like yep. brothers. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, I got you. Started Adventureland opposite uh, Kristen Stewart. Any movie Kristen Stewart is in, in the future, Big Dog, I may be uh, checking that movie out. I have no idea who any of these people are. All right. Well, let's say it. Let, let us move on from uh, movie criticisms to uh, it is a football Friday here on the Two Guys in a Mic show, Big Dog. So we got to talk some football. National championship game coming up on Monday. But uh, first and foremost, four NFL playoff games, the road to Dallas, Big Dog. And unfortunately, Dallas is nowhere near. The Cowboys won't be anywhere near the road to Dallas. But the road to Dallas begins this weekend. Your excitement level on a scale of one to two. Uh, I would have to put it at a two, Coach. <laughs> You're right. Don't give us your picks just yet, but uh, thoughts coming up this weekend. Any, you see, is it going to be upset weekend or do the favorites advance? Uh, well, since I really don't know the spreads, I'm a, uh, but I really don't see anything dramatic happening. Like I, I can't imagine the Seahawks actually beating the Saints. You can't. No. See, I why can't. am I the only one that can't? You are. Well, you are aware okay. the game is in Seattle. Uh, yeah, I do. It's at Quest Field. It's the okay. loudest place on the planet. You, you know, are aware uh, the New Orleans Saints are coming off a defeat. They've been uh, much like the food you eat at the United Nations at your house, very inconsistent. And you are aware their star running back, Pierre Tomas, out for the playoffs. So is Chris Ivory, and they have all types of issues. But you still you can't see. I don't know why people can't see a Seattle upset. I can't. Not well, saying I, it's I, likely, but I, I don't think it's unlikely. Uh, I, I am going to be taking the Seattle Seahawks, though. Spread is ten and a half points. That's what I've got, David Olson. Yeah. Ten. So you are taking Seattle. Yeah, I got yes, ten. Yes, I will be taking. Okay. That Green, sounds good to me. Green Bay, Philadelphia. The spread is the Eagles by two and a half. Don't forget that half. That oh, half. That, that, that hook is really, really important, folks. Yes. It's absolutely gigantic. Yes. So. Boy, the Packers tempting to take the Packers because of the quarterback play. And because of the uh, star power on defense, obviously, uh, Charles Woodson was awesome against the Bears. He looked like the Charles Woodson of last year, Clay Matthews. But then again, you start thinking of the Packer deficiencies, big dog. And um, overall, they have no running game. Yeah, Philadelphia might be a more balanced team. Yeah, they, 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 without question, they are. Green Bay can't run the ball whatsoever. I mean, they're, they're actually good in short yardage situations. They give it third and two, they can actually run the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's first and ten, they run the ball, they get two yards. They can't get more than two yards on any play. So, 
Where where do you a quarterback play is always uh, important. I think I think both of us agree probably the single most influential position in all of professional sport. Maybe a hockey goalie in the Those NHL playoffs. But uh, as the playoffs start, does the importance of the quarterback position increase, decrease, or stay about the same? No, I would say it definitely stays the same because if you have the ability to run the football, it makes the, the quarterback's job so much easier. So if you can protect your quarterback, it, it makes it totally easier. So it, it's all the same, Coach. It, it's football. It's always mm-hmm. just going to be football. All right. Uh, another scroll has come across the screen while we're talking football here. Apparently Jim Harbaugh has been offered when Bud Selig steps down in a couple of years to be the uh, Major League Baseball commissioner. Major League Baseball offering Jim Harbaugh a multi-million dollar deal, big dog. I mean, this guy's getting offers, Coach. Guy's hot. Well, I'm sure we'll have a few more scrolls as the show goes on. Yeah. By the way, Baltimore Barbara sent more pictures. Uh-oh. And, Uh-oh. and, and the, the scroll underneath it was, please do not look. Send directly to Big Dog. Well, well, Coach, make sure to send those to Hotmail at Hotmail.com. Apparently. Cinemax, Cindy, not your only. You are, you're gaining your popularity, Big Dog. You know, it's, it's as soon as you get a girlfriend. As soon as you get a girlfriend, you start getting offer after offer isn't after offer. Isn't that the case? That's true, though, isn't it? Yep. And you are in a, uh, a somewhat committed relationship as we speak. Yeah, women want what they can't have. I've noticed that, Coach. Uh-huh. Like, that's usually my pickup line. There's like, if I meet a girl, I'm like, you can't have me. And then all of a sudden they like me. If mm-hmm. I'm like, you, you've got really beautiful eyes, you know, then they don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> I'm a nice guy. I'm a boy scout troop leader. Yeah, and then, then they just turn their back to you. So. Have you tried that one before, the boy scout troop leader? Huh? It, well, it all depends on what type of girl it is. Like if she's like uh-huh. a, a teacher at Plainfield North, then they're all okay. over you. You know right. what I mean? So you've got, you've got different techniques depending on the uh, location and the professionality of the young woman. Well, yeah, but now I don't have to worry about all that stuff. Now all the pickup yeah. lines are out the window right now. Yeah, very good. I'm proud of you, Big Dog. In a committed relationship. Very, very nice. I hope it uh, is a long-lasting one on behalf of uh, you and yours, and just make sure you keep your hands off mine. You know, I've, I've given the best two weeks of my life to at least 15 girls over the last three years, <laughs> and I'm sick of the coach. Uh, sounds like a country song. 888-463-6748. The phone number, point spreads. Uh, Indy and the Jets. I think, that, to me, this is the one I've gone back and forth on the most. I think it's the hardest game to pick Indianapolis at home in the Dome. Two and a half point favorite. Again, the hook, Big Dome. Yeah, see, but the hook is all the Colts have to do is win by a field goal on that one. I'm, I'm definitely, definitely like a the Indianapolis Colts are all of a sudden they're starting to run the football, so and, and they're stop, starting to stop the run. Mm-hmm. The Colts are playing better now than they have all season long. Talk, yeah. talk about it peaking at the right time. So. Yep, I, I guess uh, Austin Collie, star receiver, out, right? Mm-hmm. Tight end. And they got Blair Thomas, coach. They got Blair Thomas. It's okay. Or Blair White, excuse me. Blair White, uh, Dallas Clark, the uh, fine tight end, is out, and they do have Pierre Garcon is healthy, correct? Yeah, Pierre Garçon is healthy, and he'll uh-huh. be serving up some uh, some dishes to the New York Jets defense. Okay. I, I, you know, I, I've felt that way at times, and then I go back the other way, back and a fourth, back and a fourth. I got the Rex Ryan factor going. I'm not a big Matt Sanchez fan, but there's certain uh, aura, if you will, about the New York Jets, a certain confidence factor they have after their run last year and what they went to the championship game, one step away from the Super Bowl. Big Dog, one could argue this year's Jets team better than last year's. Well, it's funny. Who did they lose to in the AFC Championship game last year, Coach? I forget. The Colts. Who, I can't remember who was in the Super Bowl last year. 
It was uh, the Saints beat the Colts last year. Okay. Colts are better than they were last year. Also, you, you and, think and so? I'm not, yeah, and I'm not 100. All this, I, I know Jacob Tammy has replaced Dallas Clark and all that, but I'm talking about just right now the way they're playing football as opposed to how they were playing last year. Mm-hmm. And I know the, the Colts were what 13 and 0 or 14 and 0, and then they benched their players against the Jets. Jets came back and won in a meaningless regular season game that was really big for the Jets. I, I don't know. I like this matchup for the Indianapolis Colts. And, and if if you're going to be one of those teams, we don't care if we show Peyton Manning, we're going to come after him. Peyton Manning will he'll be a pyromaniac. He'll set you on fire oh, that day. All right, big dog making some uh, hasn't made his official picks, but uh, some interesting thoughts there. The Indianapolis Colts better than they were last year. That is definitely a minority opinion, but of course I respect your football expertise and your I'm instincts. talking about how they're playing right okay. now, Coach. The last four weeks, mm-hmm. the Colts have looked like a Super Bowl team. Okay. And, and you're exactly right. If you look over the course of this whole season compared to the course of over everything they did last year, you're 100% right. Last year's Colts were better. Mm-hmm. Right now, the last four weeks, my goodness, Coach, they are getting it done. They're, they turned it up exactly at the right at the right time. All right, all right. Big Dog making his astrological picks, looking up to the stars, and making his uh, future picks for the weekend. I don't know if you did. You go? Uh, do you check out your astrological signs before making your picks? No, I have my mom tell me. So like, she'll just call. She'll call me up. She'll be like, "Don't leave the house." You know what I mean? So I don't know. <laughs> and I don't look at the astrological signs for uh, making any type of football pick. I just go by uh, okay. the team that can block and tackle and, and the quarterback that okay. is a leader. That's okay. all I worry about. But your your mom is into uh, astrology a little bit. Interesting. Big time. Big time. And by the way, that, okay, Vivian Bush told me, my mom told me, all these other people, like, this is supposed to be the best year of my life, Coach. Really? Yeah. 2011. So, uh, up to this point. This Excellent. is only going to be, it's not going to peak at this point. So uh-huh. it's not like 2004, uh-huh. I jump off the bridge. They all get turned around this year. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I certainly hope so because, again, according to the Mayan calendar, as you have mentioned more than a couple of times, this might be the final year. 2012 might be not only the NFL strike coming in 2012, but possibly the end of civilization. Well, it also could be the rebirth of civilization. That's what okay. I've been trying to tell people. Everybody's all yeah. freaking out about December yes. 21st, 2012. Uh-huh. You know, I'm in no rush to get there just in case it is what everybody's afraid of, yeah. but it also oh. could be where uh, the the enlightenment and the reawake, uh, and awakening happens, and we find out what the heck the universe is all about. All these Cincinnati Bengal fans are hoping the latter is correct. Well, that the world <laughs> is is done. I, I don't blame them. Yeah, start you know basically like start all over, reincarnate things, and let's get everybody back on a level ground. I think the Bengal fans would appreciate that. Uh, yeah, my mom, by the way, completely opposite, doesn't believe in astrology. She's convinced, big dog. She is convinced the rings around Saturn. It's just lost luggage. Thank That's you very not that bad of an idea, Coach. Total anti-astrology. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, Beat the Schmoes football picks. Our producer, David Olson, will join us. We invite you to uh, compete with us. Other shows play Beat the Pros. We're here at the Two Guys in a Mic show play Beat the Schmoes. You can do it by dialing up at 888-463-6748. You can email us at mike2guys at aol.com. And if your name is Earl, please, no more pictures. Back in a minute, two guys in a mic.
lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. Was checking the uh, wire lines, big dog, during the break. And believe it or not, during that 36-second break, no new offers for Jim Harbaugh for any particular position. Shocking. You know, I, I remember when he was a Bears quarterback, and he might have been one of the most hated Bears quarterbacks I could ever remember, Coach. And I have no idea why, because all he did was just drop back and absolutely pound it. I would never would have thought that he'd be the most sought-after coach well, at he's one still, point in time. He's still not real well-liked. Apparently, the attitude, and that was a big reason some of the Chicago Bear fans didn't like him, was only not only because of somewhat, uh, I would say, inconsistent quarterbacking and, and, you know, Bears quarterbacks the last 40 years, inconsistent, probably puts you as the, the fourth or fifth best here, we ever he? had. He What's... was pretty good when he left here, wasn't he? No. Yeah, he was. Harbaugh? Yes. Yeah, Wait, yeah, yeah, he was. As a quarterback? Yeah, the, the, as his, a... his best years were when he left Chicago, without okay. a doubt. All right, all right. Don't, don't forget in 1995, the Colts were the worst yes. team in, in football at the beginning of the year. He takes over their quarterback play. Mm-hmm. He leads the National Football League in passer rating. And he takes them to within yeah. a guy dropping a ball in the end zone of going to the Super Bowl, that which was, they would have been destroyed by Dallas. That was all system dictated. Oh yeah, it was that Ted Marchabroda? He just pulled oh, nice. 1975 uh, offense. Oh, way to pull a Ted Marchabroda out of there! Very nicely you done. Remember they, they hired him because yeah. the Colts were like, "Hey, we're just going to old uh, hire an old coach and go back to the old style of football." Mm-hmm. And you know, so the, it was like basically the same offense they ran at Michigan. It was perfect for Harbaugh. Should have gone for Don Coriel, but uh, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, I do remember. Probably one of my uh, most negative moments ever in Chicago Bear history. I don't know if you remember this game or not. It was, I think, a Monday night national telecast when the Bears were having one of the one of their many bad, bad years, and Jim Harbaugh scored a touchdown, passing touchdown, I believe. And he had just been, you know, let go of the Bears under much criticism, as you mentioned, maybe a year at most, two years, and he goes by the Bear bench. Do you remember this? After scoring the touchdown, he's got his arms outstretched, and he's dipping his shoulders into whatever you want to call it—the airplane move, or the uh, you know the eagle. Do you remember? And and I remember that Bear team. He went right by the sidelines, just putting him in the Bears' face. And what made me so mad is the rest of the game—they never responded. They never hit him. It was a milk. I forget what year that was, but I top five worst moments, most moments when I was mad as a Bear fan was that Jim Harbaugh moment and the reaction yeah. afterwards. Uh, I'm trying to think. Dwayne Rudd, you remember that guy? I do. That That's top five also. When he put the ball in the Bears' face yeah. before scoring the end, in yeah. the end zone? And again, in that game, no response from the Bears after that play. There's no question he played outside linebacker. I would have run the power play with uh, the guard and the fullback going yep. right at him. Yep. There's no question in my mind what would have happened. Yeah, you know me, big dog. I'm a nonviolent guy, pretty, uh, pretty easygoing by nature. I would have fully, uh, I would have told my players to go after the guy. Be like, listen, we're losing yeah. 50 to 10 yeah. right and now. This guy just showed you up. Uh, there's very few times <laughs> I would say that. That would be one of the times I'd tell a couple of guys, you go after him, you put him on the ground, at least for a couple of games. Yeah, I, I remember you did that to Kevin Horan one time when he cut you off during a commercial yes. against the previous producer. Yep. Yeah, that, that was a mistake by you. Yeah, well, again, it's rare occasion when I get that mad, and uh, everything turned out fine because our producer, Kevin Aran, you can barely even notice the limp anymore, Big Dumb. <laughs> really, it's hardly noticeable. All right. 
Producer David Olson better watch out because I haven't had one of those blow-ups yet here on the talk zone. Uh, David would take you, though. That's, I don't that's think problem, so. Coach. I don't yeah, think uh, so. I, you know. I hate to tell you, he'd bend you into a pretzel. <laughs> Thank you for your unabashed honesty. <laughs> oh, goodness. 888-463-6748. Let's make some beat the schmoes football picks. The road to Dallas begins this weekend. Four NFL football games. Of course, you got the, the bye teams, the top two seeds in each division, just sitting and waiting, finding out who they're going to play. I love the first round of the NFL playoffs. Big dog, I always offer it up to you. You want to be leadoff man? Two spot or you want to clean it up? Uh, I'll go two spot today, coach. Two spot. Yeah, because I can't remember what the fourth game is right now. Stop my head. <laughs> I've never seen anybody so more confident who has a lack of knowledge of like, yeah, I guarantee three out of four. Now, what are the point spreads? Who's playing? <laughs> uh, David Olson, you want to lead up? He's pointing to me. All right. I haven't okay. let off many times this year. I'll be happy to do it. Green Bay. And, again, we can pick the rules, David, for today. Normally, beat the Schmoes three games. But if people, since there are four, if they want to go the clean sweep, they can do that today. David is shaking head. Give me the, the thumbs up. The head shake does not work particularly well on radio, but uh, we'll let it go. <laughs> Green Bay, Philadelphia, two-and-a-half-point favorites. The Eagles, I'm taking the Green Bay Packers, big dumb. Okay. Uh, Seattle and New Orleans. You know, oh, I can't see the upset. There's no way. No way for Seattle. Well, I'm one of the few people. Um, my eyesight's not very good, but my football vision is outstanding, and I can see an upset. I think Seattle's going to catch fire, and I think they're going to knock off New Orleans. Uh, either way, I'll take the ten and a half points. Thank you very much. I hope both of those things happen because that means that Seattle comes to Chicago. By the way, so that would yeah. Be, well, be uh, careful. As, as a Bears fan, I'm rooting for you to be right in, on those two coaches. Be careful what you hope for. Indianapolis taking on the New York Jets. I told you I went back and forth on this game. I'm going to take Indianapolis. Uh, give up the two and a half points against the Jets. Not so confident on that one. We haven't talked about the Ravens against the Chiefs, big dog. Matter of fact, we haven't talked about the Kansas City Chiefs much all year. They have quietly broken out of how many losing seasons did they have in a row? Throw some kudos out to the red and white, big dog. Yeah, the, the last time they were in the playoffs was uh, after the 06 season, and you're like, oh, that was only four years ago. But 07, 08, 09, those three years, they couldn't have won 10 games total. I mean, maybe they won 10 games total mm-hmm. in three years. So that's uh, it, it's been a, a real rough road to hoe for the, the Kansas City Chiefs the last couple of years. Love the Kansas City Chiefs fans. Love Arrowhead Stadium, one of the most underrated sports venues. It's in my top ten list of uh, places to visit, sports dreams, if you, if you will. I, I, I want to catch a game at Arrowhead Stadium. I like the Kansas City Chiefs fans. They're awesome. I'm glad they got a winning team this year. Having said all that, I'll take the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, Ravens are favored, what, David, by three? That's what I've got. On the road. So you got two two road favorites, Big Dog. Baltimore favored by three. I'll take them on the road against the Chiefs. Uh, uh, Coach, I hate to say it. Those are all the same exact picks I was going to take. Well, go ahead we and say exactly, it. We have exactly the same one. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to flip it around. No, and don't flip them. it around. Make, make your picks, but give, give me some analysis. You are our number one football analyst. Well, yeah, I'm going to start with the, the Kansas City game. Uh, I, I do like Baltimore. I didn't like Baltimore all year long, and I would have taken Kansas City all year long. But Ed Reed is healthy. And right now, Ed Reed is playing unbelievable football. You know, he he led the NFL in interceptions this year. Coach, he only played half the game. He led the NFL in interceptions. He is playing at a ridiculous level. And all of a sudden, their offensive line is playing really well, and Ray Rice is starting to get some room to run. Even though Jamal Charles averaged 6.38 yards a carry, and if he didn't lose four yards on his last rush of the season, he would have broken the all-time record for most 
uh, or highest average yards per oh, rush. He would have broken Jim Brown right and, and it's not like he only had, like, you know, 40 or 50 carries. He was their workhorse yes, for so a good he, part of the season. Yeah, absolutely, Coach. So and, and, you know, the crazy thing is he only had, like, uh, runs of 20 yards or more. He only had eight of them all year long. So what that meant was he got six yards every time they gave him the ball. So, uh, like, that's the game I've been going back and forth mm-hmm. on. All week long, is because I, I like the Chiefs. I like their style of play. I like how they can run the ball and then throw it over the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I am going to go with the Chiefs, Coach. I'm Whoa! Going with the Chiefs. I'll take he talked three. himself out of it. How about yeah. that? Yeah, I'll go All with right. the Chiefs. And then always, uh, the other games. Always a good idea to go away from my pick, by the way. Is it Jamal Charles or Lorenzo Charles? Uh, Lorenzo Charles. Lorenzin Charles. Yeah, great was running seventh, back. Was the, no, he was the seventh overall pick by the Michigan State. Uh, no, by the uh, I'm trying to think of the by the he was either the Clippers or the Kings. No, 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 no. I'm yeah, talking Lorenzo I'm, Charles. I'm talking about Lorenzo Charles. Who wasn't he a running back for you're, Michigan you're State? You're thinking of you're thinking of Lorenzo Wright. Ah, and he uh, he he led Michigan State to the Rose Bowl in 1984. Okay. In the words of Rosanna, Rosanna Dana from the early or late 1980s Saturday Night Live. Never mind. <laughs> Continue on with your thoughts. So you talked to get Jamal Charles and Lorenzo White. I thought it was Lorenzo Charles. <laughs> okay. Oh man, that's funny. Uh, so, uh, oh, I lost track of which game I was thinking. Oh, well, I'm I'm going to go with Seattle, only for the simple fact is you got to take a ten point underdog at home in the playoffs, don't you? I think so. I, I, and even I really do think the Saints are going to win the game. I'm just going to take the ten points. That's a lot of points, mm-hmm. and the, the Saints really have had a hard time putting teams away because of a lack of running game. So I, I see like a shootout going on in Quest Field, and those fans are absolutely ridiculous up there. It's, they're pretty loud, so I'm going to go with them. Um, and so, then going with uh, the Packers and the Eagles. Everybody is on the Packers. Everybody loves the Packers, Coach. So uh, you know what I. I'm done with it. I really don't think it's going to happen this week. So uh, I will take the Eagles minus the two and a half. And it, does, it seems like everybody's picking the Green Bay Packers this week. They just go to the Super Bowl and play the and play the Patriots. So uh, with no running game, I'm not going to go that way. And then uh, I'm going to go with uh, Peyton Manning, the greatest quarterback that's ever put his hands between a man's legs. <laughs> and uh, I, I take never, the Colts. Never quite heard it put and, that way. And uh, – uh, you know the Jets. Maybe next year when they when they come out, instead of bragging that they're going to go to the Super Bowl, they'll actually go out and block and tackle people all season long. Mm-hmm. Okay, there it is. So you're picking. Uh, you got two underdogs, two favorites, and you changed some of your picks at the last second. Very interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. I just I decided to okay. do it, Coach. All right. Well, you're, you're probably a good move because all four of your picks initially agreed with me. Yeah. And that's that's got to be a source of deep concern. <laughs> All right, batting third, uh, a man who's uh, season record seventeen and twenty-two against the spread. It's been a rough year. Producer extraordinaire David Olson, big-time football fan in his own right. And unfortunately, I have to live and die with the big dog here because my picks are identical to his. So you are Uh-oh. taking Kansas City over Baltimore. I'm taking Kansas City all over Baltimore because Baltimore has had a difficult time in the playoffs the last couple of years, and I think. Kansas City got what it takes to at least get through this round. Yeah, a home team that can run the ball. Yeah, you know, that, exactly. That, getting points. So Exactly. Uh, I like 
Seattle, uh, mainly because of that 10 points. But I do think they do have a shot at winning the game. Mm-hmm. Matt, I, by the way, I, I Matt really Hasselbeck, do. I don't know if you saw this or not, after being out for a number of weeks, he's uh, going to be back at quarterback for P.D. Carroll's bunch. You would hope he would because he, he wanted to play last week. That's why when they were debating mm-hmm. whether he was going to play this week, I, I couldn't understand that. But. As the Chicago Bears can attest to, he can still – he's not marquee quarterback, but he can still get it done. He can produce uh, underrated would be the word. You know what he's good at is dropping back three steps and getting rid of the ball real quick. Mm-hmm. That he can't make plays with his legs or throw it all the way down yep. the field, but he can get rid of it real yeah. quick, which isn't a bad thing to have. That was, uh, was my specialty. I could drop back three steps and get rid of it extremely quick. Typically, it would be nowhere near any of my receivers, but Big Dog uh, taking three steps. I saw the rush coming. Nobody, uh-huh. nobody was quicker in flag football than me. Three steps drop and get rid of the football. <laughs> That's good to know, Coach. <laughs> All right, Dave. Uh, also like Indianapolis over the Jets. The okay. Jets are in the playoffs mainly because of their play early in the season, not on the back half. Okay. That's exactly what that's, uh, you summed it up perfectly right there. One team playing great football lately and the other team, well, Exactly. Right, exactly. The, what was the worst? What's the worst back half? The Jets' second part of the season or Rex Ryan's? Next game. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I, I also like Philadelphia. Okay. Over Green Bay, I think people are giving Green Bay way too much credit. I, I, I really, really do. And uh, Philadelphia has shown flashes of brilliance. Maybe not so much in the closing weeks of the season, but. Uh, I I think they are still going to be the team to beat in the NFC. All right. Ooh. I think ooh, a lot of the, a lot of the green there. a lot of the Green Bay love I think is what I call TIQ, trust in quarterback. And I think when it comes down to it, people still trust Aaron Rodgers to produce in a pressure pack game. Michael Vick still needs to prove he can do it. You know, coach, you're exactly right about that. But if if you think about the six defenses. Remaining in the in the NFC, it's either the Bears or the Packers that have the best defense too. So yeah, you're exactly right. And I sometimes I think it's you get give way too much credit to quarterbacks because I, I, Green Bay has no running game whatsoever. This is the worst running attack I, I think I've ever seen of an NFL team going into the playoffs, and especially one that is getting people patting them on the back so much. So. All right. We'll see how it plays out. The Beat the Schmoes football picks have been made. few upset specials in there. A few favorites have been picked. Uh, by the way, Big Dog, your record on the season, a more than respectable 24-18. and 18. And we all know come playoff time, you tend to step up your um, production. So uh, people might want to take heed to your picks. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. as long as I don't go in front of a camera and actually say it, <laughs> then, then I'm going to be all right. Oh, yeah. and by the way, do you mind if we change? Uh, well, I, I don't want to change football discussion, but did, it's just breaking news about Matt Garza coming to the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, is that a uh, official yet or not? Well, according to ESPN, it is. I have no idea who's right. going to uh, to uh, what do you call it, Tampa Bay. This morning there was talk about the, the Cubs' number one pitching prospect going there, so mm-hmm. the Cubs will get a above average pitcher for the guy that's supposed to be the next Kerry Wood. So. Yeah, you talk about Matt Garza coming to the Cubs for four minor leaguers, a couple of them pretty talented minor leaguers. Why does Matt Garza not excite me? Give me some level of excitement as a Cub fan on a twenty degree day in January. I'm not gonna. I, I can't do that. I don't, I, I don't. There's no reason for you to get excited. The guy's gonna have an ERA of four. Mm-hmm. He he was on one of the more talented teams. If you look at the lineup that the Tampa Bay Rays had, 
I mean, every position was very, very, very good. Mm-hmm. And he was, what, like, you'd go 15 and 10. That, not that that's bad, but he's not going to have the same people yeah, playing behind him as he did in Tampa Bay. Yeah, I, so. thought we, I thought the Cubs were kind of changing their philosophy. You know, build the farm system, go with the young players, stop spending money or trading for these, uh, you know, free agent picks, which it just hasn't worked for the most part the last 5, 10, 15 years. But this uh, this move here would be adverse to that. What I thought was going to be a new philosophy, Doug. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I, I have no problem. I wish they would one year just to be like, listen, this isn't going to be our year. We're going to try to add some talent. Yeah. Uh, it, but they don't. Every year they we got to figure out how to keep people in the seats. I, I I can care less about that. I'm going to be a Cubs fan the rest of my life. I wish, you know, and that's what I'm jealous of the White Sox about. They actually will look at their roster and determine, you know what, this isn't our year, so we're going to have to figure out a year after. And they did that a while back, about 10, 15 years ago. And ever since then, they've been loaded. And it seems like every year they can make a rush, a run at the playoffs in the World Series. So another, I don't like the move whatsoever, Coach. Mm-hmm. All right. Long-time Chicago Cub fan, big dog Joel Radwanski. And, again, it's not confirmed yet. In fact, uh, our intern, Harry, and his inside sources, big dog, Say, uh, don't count your blessings just yet. Uh, he's not as confident as the ESPN people. That's our brand okay, new well, intern, Henry. In the ESPN television, it's it's, it's confirmed. Oh, who, you got ESPN. You got our inside sources here, including our intern, Harry. Who are you going to go with? <laughs> well, I guess I'll go with Harry, Coach. Okay, there you go. You got to be a team player, big dog. All part of the team. You're only as you're only as good as your lowest member. You got to bring up the ceiling without raising the. Uh, without lowering the roof. As Jerry Angelo would say, it starts with team and it ends with team, and anything in between, Big Dog, is just adverse to your ultimate goal. <laughs> the hell was he talking about? By the way, did you see that press conference yesterday? Or hear it? Which 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 press conference? Uh, Jerry, uh, Jerry Angelo? Uh, yeah, yikes. You know, uh, Jerry Angelo admitted in the press conference, if you heard what he said, mm-hmm. he admitted He's like, you know, Lovey Smith's done a great job because this isn't the most talented team ever. And I was like, what, what did, he, did he just say? Because he's the, he's the one in charge of putting the talent out there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we make fun of Lovey Smith all the time for being drab and boring, but I, he did a phenomenal job this year, and, and yeah. his name should be thrown in there for Coach of the Year. Nah, I don't know about that. I'm not going to go that far. I'm not even going to say he did a phenomenal job this year. What, do, what did Lovey Smith do that was so brilliant? They brought in a couple of, uh, you know, uh, coaching changes. Rob Marinelli, they moved up to defensive coordinator. They brought in Mike Martz. I'll give him credit, um, for replacing some players early in the season, just to set an example. I think that set a tempo for the team. I like what he did in the last game of the season. He played to win against the Packers. Forget all about the other stuff. It was mono versus mono. It was playoff atmosphere. Player starters and win the game. Thought that was a good move. What, what brilliant stuff did Lovey Smith do that earns him the coach of the year honors? We lose the big dog? No, I'm right here, Coach. Yeah. I don't know. I have to be quite honest with you. That was such a tough question. I didn't know how to answer it. <laughs> like, I, I just, I thought he, he did a great job of, of leading the team. And, and this team seemed well prepared all year long. Okay. And they were able to make adjustments. It, it, their offensive line was absolutely abysmal. It was brutal. A brutal, mm-hmm. brusmal is almost the word I almost made up. Uh, yet throughout the course of the year, they made corrections. They're willing to sit people. I don't think he is the coach of the year, but I think people should give him a nod on the fact that they went 11 and five, and they're nowhere near 11 and five in talent as what people think. Do you know what I'm saying, coach? And yet, that they keep winning. 
So yeah, no, I'll completely agree with that aspect. They're not as good as the eleven and five. I won't agree with the fact uh, that Lovey Smith is a great coach. I think he's a less than mediocre coach, and I just think from I didn't sh- say great coach. He had a great season. Coach. Okay, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Phone lines are open. You want to talk some NFL football the weekend that was? Uh, any college football? Not the weekend that was, the weekend coming up. Any college football fans you want to talk about? Actually, a pretty underrated game coming up uh, tonight. I wasn't that excited about LSU, Texas A&M, Big Dog. But then uh, reading a little bit about it, doing the research as a professional that I am for the show, all of a sudden I started to get a little more excited about tonight's Cotton Bowl matchup. Uh, LSU, Texas A&M has been on a roll. They've won, what, six in a row? Beat Nebraska, beat Oklahoma. If you don't have college football burnout, this could be a pretty decent game tonight. Yeah, and, and I'm, Tommy Tupperville and, and, my, and uh, Les Miles don't really get along that well. So th- th- that's another reason to watch the game, Coach. Tommy Tupperville, the coach of A&M? Yes, yes. I don't know about that. Wasn't he the coach of Texas Tech? Oh, that's right. Yeah, who's the A and M coach? Les Miles never got along when. Uh, well, nobody, were... nobody gets up. Les Mike... Miles, Les Miles is the Lovey Smith of college football. Mike Sherman, coach of uh, Texas A and M. The ex Green Bay Packer coach. Yeah. Really? Well, he was last year. I have not seen Texas A and M play a football game this whole mm-hmm. time. Well, yeah, people wrote him off. They were they were like two and three, something like that. Two and two after their first four game or three losses. First six game, but then they got on a roll playing pretty good football. At any rate, the Cotton Bowl is tonight. I remember as a kid, uh, even in my teenage, early 20 years, Big Dog, sometimes the Cotton Bowl would be the number one matchup. It had a great tradition, not anymore, but there's still a great tradition behind the Cotton Bowl. Oh, yeah, it used to be. It used to, in the early 80s, there was only five uh, January 1st bowl games, and the Cotton Bowl was one of them. And, you know, if you played on January 1st in the early 80s, that meant you had a phenomenal season. Heck, and back in the early 80s, if you made a bowl game, it, it meant you had a phenomenal season because there was only, uh, I, I remember in 1982, Coach, there was only 16 bowls. Like, and, and there was like the Liberty Bowl, the Independence Bowl, the Blue Bonnet Bowl, the Gator Bowl, and then you know, like the five uh, January 1st Bowl. So if your team made a bowl, you had a great a great season. And nowadays, you know, like you, you go to the Cotton Bowl and you're just like, oh, I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. So it's Times are different in college football. No question about it. Got that one coming up Friday. We could look ahead to Monday's national championship game. By the way, while you were just waxing poetic on the Cotton Bowl, another scroll came across the screen. Apparently, Jim Harbaugh has been offered, not accepted, but offered the executive directorship of uh, NASA. So now, not only, uh, what did we start off the show with? The ambassadorship to South Korea? And a couple other positions along the way. Apparently, NASA is after Jim Harbaugh. Also, the offer is out there. We don't know if he's going to accept it or not. I don't think it's a really good idea, to be quite honest. Probably not. For him, for it definitely be. It doesn't pay as well. Is he a married man, Jim Harbaugh? Yeah. Family. He actually, he's got some daughters. I know he's got okay. one daughter because he he was holding her as he came off the plane coming back from the Orange Bowl. Coach. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. My family will be a part of that decision, too, yeah. And uh, on a serious Jim Harbaugh note, uh, reports are that the San, uh, San Francisco 49ers have made him a significant offer to become their next head coach. Okay. So, so uh, I wonder how what, what happens there, because did they have to, and I'm not trying to make light of anything, did they, did they have to, like, interview, like, an African-American on the street just, uh, just to get past the Rooney rule so they don't have to pay a half-million-dollar fine? 
because you can't give an offer to a Caucasian <laughs> unless you've interviewed a minority. That, and that, um, that's been 100 percent right up right there. And I haven't heard them interview anybody else. That, that rule is still in effect in the NFL. It just started, just went in about five, six years ago. Okay. So the Rooney Rule has only been around like five or six years. Why? Why is that rule named after an old white guy? Because uh, was it Andy Rooney of uh, of sixty minutes? Was it Mickey Rooney of uh, of uh, of eight marriage fame, or is it the Rooney family from Pittsburgh who implemented the rule? I'm not sure, but I believe it was uh, Dan Dan Rooney Jr. and Dan Rooney Sr. Okay. Well, they were the ones who basically said in order to um, make sure that we have as many African-Americans getting a shot at becoming coaches, mm-hmm. that at least one had to be interviewed for every single vacancy. Mm-hmm. And if there isn't, the NFL was like, you know what, that's a great idea. We'll make it a rule. And if you do not, uh, if you did, if you do not interview a minority, you're automatically fined. I think it's like half a million dollars mm-hmm. if you don't fill your vacancy in. Right. So... If you have a guy that you totally like and you want to hire him and he happens to be Caucasian, you you basically have to interview an African American, waste the guy's whole afternoon, mm-hmm. and send him on his way, and then well, then offer the guy the contract. I support the rule, first of all. I know people will say it's controversial and it can, uh, you know, does it really help African Americans if you think about it? It seems yeah, like I it think does. it does. It's really, if you really think about it, I don't know if it helps. I mean, if you, do you want to be the African American who just gets gets the token interview? Uh, in certain circumstances, yes, because, uh, you know, going through an interview, it's a growing experience, educational experience, even if you don't have the opportunity, at least to uh, any chance you get as an up-and-coming professional to learn a little bit about what it takes to get to the next level. You could look at it from that scenario and say not all bad. Okay. If, it, if it's handled the right way. And, and, like, and if you look at, like, Perry Fuel would never have got the Buffalo Bills job mm-hmm. if this wasn't for this rule. Yep. They just gave him the token interview, and all of a sudden they were like, "Wow, this guy's awesome!" And they hired him. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then uh, and then 14 games into his career, they fired him. So I guess you know it, just, it goes back and forth. Yeah, just a matter of giving out the opportunity. But uh, David Olson telling us San Francisco 49ers. We also know the Denver Broncos are trying to get him as well. And uh, pretty much the college talk, big dog. As far as Jim Harbaugh, we get serious for a brief minute in time here. The Michigan talk is over. You don't hear any other colleges, so it sounds like collegiately. If he's going to stay at the college level, he stays at Stanford, unless, yeah, Big yeah. Dog, I know you've got some sources at the college level. Any surprises we might hear about? No, no, absolutely not. If he, if he stays, why would he want, if he's going to stay in college, why would he want to switch jobs right now? You've already got your recruiting done for this year. You know where you got to go. Uh, there's no reason to leave Stanford, especially if you really do want to coach in the NFL, like he does. I can see maybe he doesn't want to go this year, but yeah, he's definitely not leaving Stanford if he's. If, if he doesn't go to the NFL. And the fact that his star quarterback is coming back makes that decision yeah. just a bit easier, huh? Yeah, that might help a little bit <laughs> when you got the number one player in college football coming back next year. Oh, goodness. All right, a couple of minutes left. You want to chime in? Uh, feel free to join us. Big Dog and the Coach up until 11 o'clock. Phone lines are wide, spank, and open. Give us a call. Talk some football on one of our final football Fridays of the year, Triple Eight. 463-6748, the phone number again, 888-463-6748. Uh, real quick to break from football, just a bit, Big Dog. I tried to avoid bringing this uh, basketball game to the forefront, but I must mention as a true professional, my Northwestern Wildcats get embarrassed yesterday in the rivalry game. Illinois, absolutely on fire. You're online. I were tremendous. Yeah, yeah, very happy with Illinois because I knew this was a good Northwestern team. It's 
Northwestern, just because they have Northwestern written on the front of their jerseys, can sneak up on somebody this year because they are a good team. But, you know, Illinois played them like, like they should, a very, very quality program. So uh, uh, very happy with Illinois' performance. And, and by the way, Illinois shot 70.5% from the field. Couldn't miss. I mean, part of it, Northwestern's defense was a step slow, no doubt about it. The announcers, by the way, were really getting on Northwestern. I little bit a little bit too much about lack of effort, but uh, they clearly were not as quick as they usually were. So some of it was bad defense, but part of it, big deal, they just couldn't miss a shot. Yeah, I don't know like that since they got into Big Ten, big ten play. Remember, I told you they were 13 of 18 from three-point land mm-hmm. against uh, Iowa. You know, they come back against Wisconsin. They went through a really cold stretch, and then I, and then they went through a stretch against Wisconsin, Coach, where they, they hit like 16 out of 21 shots. Illinois has been shooting the ball ridiculously well, and it's not just because of shooting. They've been moving the ball on offense and getting open shots. So that's it's been really good for them in that respect. Other college basketball game of note we mentioned is one of the more underrated rivalries in college hoops. Great game. Well, it wasn't a great game. It's a great rivalry. Cincinnati. Knocking off Xavier 66 to 46. The Bearcats are for real, and they are, in fact, Big Dog, undefeated 15 and 0. Your Cincinnati Bearcat. Wow. Well, you know, we'll, we'll see if they can continue that uh, when they're in Big Ten or Big East play, Coach. Mm-hmm. All right. Football Friday. It's a big weekend, Big Dog. Any other? Um, are you totally horizontal this weekend on the couch watching football, or you got any other big plans our two guys in the mic fans might want to know about? Well, I'll continue to be looking for work somewhere, especially work that doesn't involve where I have to drive and all this other stuff. I don't, I don't even get me started here. I'm so frustrated I can't even explain it. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a website we can help you out, right? I want to throw that out there. It's on our Facebook page. But um, you're up for a position, but you need some votes. Yes, clickvision.tv. And I don't know what it is, but like right when the voting went off, some guy already had like 50 votes. So I don't know what's going on, but somebody told me that, like, I, I just found this out this mm-hmm. morning. They're like, you know, dude, I could I voted like five times for you. I'm like, you can only vote once. He's like, yeah, right. And then I looked at it. Some dude's got like 8,000 votes. Some guy's just sitting there voting for himself all day long. Now, I don't, I don't understand. Who are we voting on? Do we get to look at like three or four different people? or There's 30 of us. 30. Yeah, and one of the guys right now, is, it's, it's ridiculous because he has somebody – just clicking on mm-hmm. his vote for him all day long. But I still would please go out there and vote for me. And basically, out of the 30 people, seven people got invites. I was lucky to be one of them. 23 other people just showed up and got uh, and got to audition. And whoever gets the most votes ends up being the host for ClickVision.TV. And it's going to be a really good job. Pays well, Coach, is the best thing for me to tell you. So I really, really need this job. But you say Chicago-based uh, institution? Yes, it is, and it's a bunch of guys. One guy's from Australia, another guy's from like South Africa, another mm-hmm. guy from England. You know, so All it's right. uh, pretty cool. Clickvision.tv. Yeah, that's the website to go to, and then I'm assuming your name is under there at some point. Yeah, I'm the. the, the they vote on the, the you know the voting contest for the host, and you know it's funny as I got all kinds of people telling me they voted for me, but they're only voting once besides the one person this morning. So. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy about it. Though. And these are Chicago people, too. They should know better. Yeah, they, no, they're not from Chicago. They're from ah, all over the world. Yeah, see, that's, like, that's the problem. Oh, my friends, you're right, are from Chicago. This is driving me crazy. They should know to vote more than once. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, outside of a brief 15-minute lunch 
and possibly a phone call or two. I'll spend the better part of my afternoon clicking on clickvision.tv and voting for the big dog. I, I do appreciate that, Coach. And just let you know, since it is a football Friday and your yep. team is Northwestern and you brought up Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, Michigan offered Pat Fitzgerald their head football coaching job. Um, I don't know if I'd go outright like that. They checked into his interest level. So let's, yeah, let's, that's actually, that's yes. Better. Yeah. Well, Pat Fitzgerald, he's, he's hot commodity right now. Yes, Dave. And the Broncos have dropped out of the Jim Harbaugh Derby. No. What happened? Well, probably because they're still paying out Mike Shanahan and Josh McDaniels. <laughs> no, seriously. They're seriously. still paying Shanahan? Yeah. Oh, brother. Well, then it's got to be the last year of Shanahan, though. I think they can't owe him that much more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, they can't. They canceled an interview, and John Elway pretty much confirmed, yeah, they're not right. going after him anymore. So, so it's uh, Stanford, the 49ers, or an outside shot of the Carolina Panther? Probably not, though. Looks like the 49ers or Stanford. All and these... there's still swirlings that Michigan might be back in the picture. Interesting. Only his really? hairdresser knows for sure, Big Doug. I would, you know what, if he goes to Michigan, uh, Dave, isn't he going to stay there for like 10 years? You know what I mean? If you're going to, if you're going to go to another college program, I understand Michigan and why he would probably go there for a long time. That'd be a good thing for Michigan. All right, Dawn, we got to sign off. Have a great weekend, okay? Yeah, you guys too. I well, appreciate it. Check back with you on Monday. Football Friday concludes. Thanks for joining us, everybody out there. Have a great, great weekend. Monday at 10. We'll do it all over again.